Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the So What Podcast. My name is Anna McGuire, and I'm super honored that you are a part of this show today. So What is all about having conversations that center on having practical and achievable next steps that lead to a life of purpose and abundance. We're all about here sowing intentionally so that you may reap abundantly. In last week's episode of So What, we talked about having the conversations we hate to have, meaning having confrontation conversations, conversations that come from conflict or disagreement of some sort. After getting a lot of messages and thoughts about conversations from you, the listeners, I decided to take to my Instagram story for a little bit more feedback. So over the weekend, I asked people on a poll if they either loathed or didn't mind confrontation conversations. So of the 100 people that voted in the poll, 51 people said they didn't mind confrontation, while 49 said they did. Then I asked for people to share in their own words why or why not they didn't mind conflict or confrontation. Those who said they didn't mind it said they knew that confrontation would eventually lead to healthier and stronger relationships, with many adding the caveat that it's really hard for them to approach it, even with knowing the healthy results, even knowing that, you know, if I have this conversation, good will come from it. So I don't mind approaching it because I know what the outcome is going to be, but many said it's still hard for me to approach it. And those who gave feedback on why they hated confrontation, overwhelmingly the answer was, and I'm quoting uh, countless individuals who shared this, they said, I'm a people pleaser. Not kidding. Many people verbatim said, I don't like having conflict conversations. I don't like approaching confrontations because I'm a people pleaser or I'm worried about hurting people's feelings or I just don't know how to approach it in a sensitive manner. But again, it kept coming back to this idea of people pleasing. So I decided to call an audible. I had a different plan for this week's episode, but with so much of the conversation coming back to people pleasing, I thought it'd be the perfect time to approach it, to approach the disease to please, people pleasing. As I read the responses from Instagram, I couldn't help but identify with those thoughts and feelings that people shared of people pleasing almost immediately. People pleasing is something I truly believe we all deal with. Even the most confident individuals have the struggle to not want to win everyone over. And speaking for myself completely, I struggle. I personally struggle with not wanting everyone to like me or love me. You see, at my core, I want to be loved and admired. And at my core, I want to be affirmed. So a lot of times, I equate love and affirmation with the approval and the happiness of other people. Like, if I don't make waves with an individual, maybe they'll be more likely to love me. And as I say that out loud, I'm like, that is super messed up. If I don't make waves with an individual, maybe they'll be more likely to love me. Maybe as you're listening to this, you're nodding along and you're thinking to yourself, okay, yep, I'm with you, Anna. At my core, I want to be loved and even admired. And at my core, I want to be affirmed. 
And I believe we all, again, have that desire because I believe we were created with the desire to be loved. And a lot of times we treat love in a conditional manner just because of, man, the way culture and society is, everything is very conditional. In this you versus me culture, also known as cancel culture, but I like to call it the you versus me culture that we live in, to be a people pleaser is essentially the default. I would say of the options to people please or to have healthy boundaries and be able to state what you need and desire, we most naturally drift and move towards people pleasing. Again, I believe we were created to be loved and to be affirmed. And because of that, we often move towards people-pleasing. So what is people-pleasing? Psychology today identifies people-pleasing through these behaviors. You pretend to agree with everyone. You need everyone to like you, even those you don't like. You chronically feel responsible for how other people feel. You apologize often. For the big things, the small things, the things that don't even need an apology, you apologize for everything. Like, oops, I accidentally dropped my pen near your foot. I'm sorry. Like, those kind of things. Next thing is you can't say no or you have a really hard time saying no. You feel uncomfortable when someone is angry or upset with you. You need praise and affirmation to feel good about yourself. You go to great lengths to avoid conflict. And I've added two of my own that I've just observed through counseling and pastoring. And that is first that you blend in and adapt to the personality of the person or the people you're with. And then lastly, you have a hard time accepting credit or praise. I've seen this a lot of times for people pleasers that they don't want to take credit or praise for the work that they've done because, or again, speaking for myself, because we don't want to create waves. We don't want attention that might create I don't know, in our minds, I guess we start telling ourselves that if we get this attention, then it's going to make somebody else feel bad about themselves and I want to stay in harmony with them. So I'm just not going to accept any credit or praise. So why do we people please? Why do we go at great lengths to avoid conflict? Why do we have a hard time saying no? Why do we apologize often for things that don't need an apology? Why do we pretend to agree with everyone? Why do we need praise or affirmation to feel good about ourselves? Why do we blend in and adapt to the personality of the person or the people we're with? Why do we people please? And I believe that it comes down to two things. The first is that we have a fear of rejection. We people please because we're, we're fearful of not being accepted by people. It's this feeling that if I don't do everything I can to make this person happy, they might leave me or stop caring for me or stop caring about me or thinking about me or loving me or whatever. That if I don't do everything to make them happy, our relationship stops. Again, that conditional love. The second reason why we people please is the fear of failure. And this comes from this underlying feeling that if I make a mistake, I will disappoint this person. That if I don't do it right, like if I don't do it perfectly, if I don't make them happy, then I will disappoint them. And when I disappoint them, then maybe they'll stop loving me. And again, it goes back to that rejection. These two fears drive the behavior of people-pleasing. At the core of, again, pretending to agree with everyone, 
needing to be affirmed or praised to feel good about yourself, feeling responsible for how other people feel, not saying no, having a hard time taking uh, praise or credit for things that you've done. At the core of all of these people-pleasing behaviors is the fear of rejection and the fear of failure. You see, people-pleasing over time causes us to minimize our needs, desires, and self-worth. You know, in the moment as we're people-pleasing, we start to tell ourselves this narrative that, you know, by people-pleasing and not making waves that things are going to stay steady and things are going to stay stress-free and chaos-free. And that might be true in the moment, but again, done over time consistently, it minimizes our needs, our desires, and our self-worth. We begin to tell ourselves that caring for others is more important than caring for ourselves. You see, I'm a follower of Jesus. I come from a Christian faith background. And one scripture that I always come to is uh, this the, the great commandment that Jesus gives his followers. And that is, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor. And we're like, we usually stop there. We're like, period, love your neighbor. But it actually goes on to say, love your neighbor as you love yourself. My husband, Andrew, he says it this way all the time, and I love it. The ability in which you have to love yourself is the same way you're going to love other people. So the way you love yourself is the way you're going to love other people. And like scripture tells us that, that the way you love yourself is the way you're going to love other people. So if you don't love yourself well, maybe you can love people decently. But when you love yourself well, when you take care of yourself, overflowing from that, is going to be this ability to love others well. So you need to take care of yourself. You need to love yourself. You need to not uh, minimize your needs and your desires and your self-worth. Loving yourself is healthy. You were created not only to be loved by other people, but to be loved by yourself. Now, there's a difference between loving yourself and narcissism. That's not what I'm like encouraging you to do. What I'm saying is caring for yourself Understanding that, man, you're a human, having grace for yourself each and every day. You see, people pleasing over time, it it causes us to not only minimize our needs, our desires, and our self-worth, but it also keeps us from dreaming. People pleasing keeps us from having honest conversations with those that we love, those that we care about, those that we spend time with on a daily basis. It keeps us from healthy relationships Because again, I can people please my way through my life and through my relationships, but if I never really let people know what I need or where I'm at or the boundaries I have, how can I be loved well? And if I can't be loved well by somebody, how is that a healthy relationship? People pleasing also keeps us from fully expressing our needs. And it also leads to burnout. Man, in my seasons where people-pleasing is at the forefront of my priorities, burnout is always imminent. Like, I cannot get away from burnout. People-pleasing equals burnout. I, I wish I could, like, make that sound a little bit more, like, romantic or maybe quantify it more, but I think it's just really that simple. And then also, people-pleasing subconsciously tells us that all love is conditional, That unless I do this, unless I 
do exactly like this, unless I blend in with the crowd, unless I go at great lengths to keep the peace and not tell them what I actually need, it begins to tell ourselves that all love is conditional. That all of our relationships are centered on our ability to perform. And man, as I, even as I'm sharing this, I'm like, oh, this is heavy because I'm in this boat with you. If you're like with me and you're saying, Anna, like this is where I'm at. This is hard for me to hear. I'm with you. I'm, I'm talking about this and I'm like, ugh, this is hard. Like I can be well studied in this area as a counselor and be a great observer of, of this as a pastor as well. And it, I can still struggle with this. I can still come back to this idea of wanting to please people, of wanting people to love me. But again, it's not bad to want to be loved, but I do it with a wrong motive sometimes of thinking, man, unless I do this, they're not going to love me. They're not going to admire me. They're not going to give me the promotion. They're not going to think of me as, you know, a great leader, fill in the blank for whatever it may be. So how do we overcome people pleasing? How do we take small steps in order to get some kind of results of really taking care of ourselves and being able to share where we're at? And this is where we sow intentionally so that we can reap abundantly. These aren't going to be choices that you make today or tomorrow and then boom, like everything is perfect. Like no more people pleasing. These are daily choices that you make that over time you will reap the results that you want. You will be able to confidently share your needs or your boundaries or what you do or don't want to do in the days to come. So the things that I'm about to share, super practical, super practical, and you can implement them immediately, right away. So as you listen to them, again, start sowing them intentionally every day, these choices, and I believe over time you will reap the results of them. So the first thing that I would say to overcome people pleasing is start by saying no. And not just say no to anything, but try to start saying no to the small things. Like if you're being asked to do something and you're like, maybe it's even a good thing. Like you want to, like somebody's asking you to hang out and you don't have the energy for it. Saying no. Or maybe it is extra work at work that, you know, isn't really in your job description and it doesn't really necessarily need to fall on you. Now, again, you got to be a team player and all that stuff, but there's something that you can say no to or an extracurricular activity, whatever it may be, start by saying no to small things. And for me, saying no is really hard. So I'm going to give you some examples of polite ways of saying no. A great one that I come back to all the time is thank you so much for thinking of me, but my schedule is just really full right now and I can't add that to the plate. Or, uh, I'm not able to do that right now. Maybe some other time I can. Or, I can say, oh my goodness, that is so thoughtful of you. I would love to in the future, but I can't right now. Or, you know, just simply saying, hey, thanks so much, but for now, it's going to be a no. Or, I'll take a ring check on that. My biggest thing is, is when you say no, don't apologize. Don't say, I'm sorry, I can't. Again, you don't have to apologize because that is, again, some of those people-pleasing tendencies coming out in our no. The second thing is priorities. 
Priorities, priorities, priorities. This is like something I'm so incredibly passionate about. In episode two of So What, uh, it's called Why I Won't Work More Than 45 Hours a Week. You can go back and listen to it. And I so believe that priorities help set boundaries in all arenas of our life. And particularly in this area, priorities help set the boundaries to people-pleasing. I often say priorities keep boundaries on my busyness. And in the same way, I say priorities keep boundaries on my people-pleasing. Priorities are an easy way to say no to the things you don't need to be a part of. Or to say, I'd be happy to help with that, but that means I'll have to forego blank so that I can make it happen. Like so that, okay, so I mean by that, there's been times where working, I work in multiple arenas where I've been asked to do something. And I want to accomplish all that my bosses ask me to do, those that lead in front of me and ahead of me. I want to do those things. And so when they ask me to do something, sometimes I have to share my priorities with them and say, okay, I would love to help with that. But if I do that, this priority of mine is going to have to be set aside when it comes to my work or when it comes to something with the church or with counseling so that it's very clear, like, I want to help with that, but I'm going to set some boundaries that something is going to have to give. Another step for overcoming people-pleasing is telling yourself the truth. Telling yourself the truth. Now, what does this mean? Basically, I'm asking you to ask yourself, what stories are you telling yourself about the outcome of saying no? When you make a mistake or when you say no to someone, what is the first thing you subconsciously say to yourself? When you get to the root cause of whatever it is you're saying, it becomes less scary because you can recognize that the story most likely isn't true. So if I make a mistake and I didn't get something done that I had hoped to get done in a timely manner, I start telling myself, oh my goodness, I'm going to disappoint this person. If I disappoint them, they're going to be mad at me. And if they're mad at me, then it's going to be conflict and chaos. And they're not going to think I'm awesome. And I'm going to just be in this awkward stage with them for like three months. Like that's me. But then like if you sit down and you really think through that, that is not at all the case of what it's going to be. You need to tell yourself the true truth. Critically think through, man, what are the subconscious stories you're telling yourself or the, the uh, potential outcomes you're telling yourself to not people-pleasing? What kind of daydreams or stories are you believing in your mind that keeps you imprisoned to people-pleasing? And then last but not least, come to terms with your self-worth. One of the most important things, and I could camp out here forever, and I know this will be a future podcast episode, is learning to affirm yourself. This may sound cliche or lame. I know, I know, I know. I'm a counselor. I tell people to do this all day long. Like, hey, what is it that you like about yourself? I just had a a meeting with somebody today where I was talking about that, having them write out the truth about who they are. And it may sound lame or cliche, but the most powerful voice in your life is actually your own voice. I'm going to say that again. The most powerful voice in your life is your own voice. So encourage yourself. Affirm yourself. Tell yourself the truth about what you're good at. Take time and think through. These are the strengths that I have. 
I am smart. I am hardworking. I am compassionate and sincere. I am thoughtful. I am giving. I am creative. I'm strategic. I'm a good leader. Start speaking those things over yourself. Affirm yourself. One of, again, I, I, I can't help but come back to a verse that comes to my mind really quickly is this man named David who's in the Bible. He's the king and he is in this moment where he is not pleasing any people. Everybody's mad at him. Actually, it's in 1 Samuel chapter 30. It says that his people, the people that he leads, want to stone him. They want to kill him. And it says that, but David strengthened himself in the Lord, meaning David affirmed himself. David spoke life over himself. He remembered, you know what? I am anointed. I'm king. I am called. I am strong. I am brave. I am a thoughtful warrior and a compassionate man. Like, I think that's where he's at. He he strengthened himself. He found his strength and in, in, ultimately in the Lord. So affirm yourself. Come to terms with your self-worth. So what is people-pleasing? It's going at great lengths to avoid conflict, to blend in with the crowd, to do what is beyond your capacity or what is healthy for you to do. And what does it do to us? It minimizes our needs, our desires, and our self-worth. And really, it ultimately tells us that all love is conditional. And what are steps that we can take to overcome this people-pleasing? Start by saying no to the small things. Set your priorities and let your priorities guide your people pleasing. Three, tell yourself the truth. Get to the root of what stories are you telling yourself if you disappoint somebody or if you say no to something. Number four, and come to terms with your self-worth. Affirm yourself. The most powerful voice in your life is your own voice. Again, these things Super simple, but sown intentionally over time, you will reap abundantly. You will be able to walk confidently, state your desires, have harmonious relationships, and also not be afraid to approach conflict or confrontation. I love you guys so much. I hope that you found this conversation to be encouraging and incredibly practical. I hope to see you on next week's episode. Love you so much. Remember, I am always in your corner cheering you on as you choose to sow intentionally and reap abundantly.